welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three crazy ladies uh, like to talk to you about their favorite in romance and some of their not so favorite in romance. My name is Liz. I'm Danny. I'm Wiggles. And welcome to the show. Today we're going to be reading The Fine Print by Lauren Asher. Now, before we get into that, though, I gotta do it. I gotta let you know that hey, this this ain't a clean show, y'all. We's a sweary bunch. Um, we'll say some inappropriate things. We're talking about romance, so you know that's gonna come off. Quite frankly, I don't think we know how to not swear. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a frankly, damn. Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Oh, I love that movie so much. Before we get into the book, as we must, we're going to go ahead and talk about what we have been reading or watching or doing outside of this book. Who wants to start us off? I feel like I always start us out. Wiggles, talk about what you're doing. Do it. Oh my god. Well, I read this book and then I read the next book and now I'm reading the the final offer. So... That's been consuming my time. So I think we can already say that Wiggles likes this book. I like most of this book. I have been reading, I read the first two books in the Stonefire Dragon series by Jesse Donovan. So the first one is Sacrifice to the Dragon, and the second one is Seducing the Dragon. And I had medium hopes, and it still didn't even live up to that. So, I mean, Hmm. read at your own risk. It's classic like fucking insta love stuff and like oh i've known you for a month but i'll sacrifice the world for you and i'm just like ugh, no thank you and then i read hook line and sinker by tessa bailey which is the second in the bellinger sisters series and i loved that one not quite as much as the first one i don't think but i still loved it it is a friends to lovers a small towny book trope thingy oh. is nice. And I predictively haven't been reading. Um, <laughs> but you girls will be very pleased. I did not go on a Grey's Anatomy binge this time. Yay! But I did. <laughs> so I started watching a series on Paramount Plus that is called um, School Spirits, which I'm really enjoying. It's a girl that she wakes up a ghost in her high school and there are a whole bunch of other ghosts in the high school uh, and you kind of find out like how they particularly died because they had to die in the school to be stuck Mm -hmm. there like her her class and everything are still in the school and everything and they're trying to figure out what happened to her they think maybe she's missing but they found her blood in the basement and everything so and she doesn't know what happened to her either so it's kind of like a murder mystery high school thing and like one of the guys is a football player that died on the field because he got his neck snapped. Oh, boy. Um, a girl got murdered by the guidance counselor. There was a theater girl who died when a light fell on her. Yeah, that'll happen too. Yeah, yeah. And now she's just like, her whole life in her afterlife is tightening lights so that it doesn't happen to anybody else. Oh, uh, a good ghost. I, it, oh, my God. When, the, when you, because she's really surly. So she's snippy towards everybody. And Mm -hmm. so this girl's trying to like talk to her because she's trying to see if anybody knows Mm -hmm. what's going on and trying to figure out what happened to her. And she, when she blurts that out to this girl, it was like, oh, (laughs) she's surly because she just wants to get back to work. She wants to make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. And I'm like, oh, 
be still my little theater heart, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's not, it isn't completely out yet, so I can't binge the entire show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I think you guys actually would really like it. You know what it sounds like, the premises? And, and Liz, tell me if this doesn't ring a little bit of a bell. But like, does it not sound like Sunnydale High mm-hmm. if they just didn't weren't killed by monsters? Well, they have run into a couple ghosts in Sunnydale High because of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what Sunnydale High needed, a support group for people murdered <laughs> by, by monsters. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, her one friend can see her. Oh. And nobody mm. else can. And it's the first time any of the other ghosts have ever seen that she, like, she can see and mm-hmm. talk to him. And none of the other people have ever been able to do that. And so they're confused as to why that's available. They can do that, too. All right. So should we talk about the we fine print? We sure should. We sure should. The way I almost said the wrong title. Well, considering you've binged most of them, I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they all have titles that are very yeah. interchangeable in terms of the way that terminology gets used. Yep. Um, the fine print. That's the one we're reading today. <laughs> okay. So before we get into like the synopsis of the book, just to do a quick overview of Lauren Asher, who is our author... You know, it's becoming a repeated theme here. We don't have a lot about our authors. Um, But Lauren Asher kind of seems like she's intentionally a little bit more secretive. Like her face isn't anywhere. Her website, which is very beautifully done. I don't know who did it for her, but it is nice. Just has like a generic about me section that she likes to read and write in her free time and dreams of traveling to all the places she writes about. So, you know, there's not much to talk about there. Her Instagram, kind of the same. Again, I don't know who does her Instagram. If she does it, she's got some graphic design, photography skills that are super nice. Or if she hires somebody to do it. Well, and also her book covers yeah, are great. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, so one of the things like we've talked about, I don't know if we've really talked about it on the show, but like I'm sick of seeing the covers that look like they were drawn all by the right. same artist. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't know who who this person is that's doing all these like the two leads on the front cover and then like some vaguely kind of has to do with what the book is about things around them and they look like 2D cartoon characters and that's every book now. And so I really liked that these books, all three of them, once you Mm -hmm. read them all, have to do with a specific location and it's really nice and you're like, oh, look at that. And these are her discrete covers we're talking about. I think her original covers for these books had uh, sexy men in business suits on the front, which is also they do. nice. I mean, yeah. I always <laughs> like a sexy man in a business suit. Yes. So that is all I have about the author. I know, super exciting, y'all. Well, I, I think a lot, like quite a few romance authors kind of do that, which I completely understand, especially if you... Like, she didn't, but if you go towards the, like, more kinky side of things, I can see why I wouldn't necessarily want Mm -hmm. everybody to know (laughs) that I wrote that. Well, I think that's why some authors also have multiple Mm -hmm. pseudonyms, because they have one that's, like, fluffy, fun rom-com, and then they have raunchy. (laughs) BDSM sex club. Hello. Yeah. You know, you gotta gotta have a little Mm -hmm. bit of both. 
But uh, I will say one thing I, I did randomly, like the, I was not looking for this. It just like found me here, like this really brief interview with Lauren Asher. It was not well done. Um, so I'm not going to say where I found it because like the person interviewing her talked more about themselves oh, than her. Oh. And I was like, this is not that useful. I'm not really happy about that, but okay. So won't mention it here. But the one thing I did get out of it is that, so her first series is, I think it starts with Throttled, mm-hmm. is the one that's based off of like the indie car driving scene. And she was just like watching that, I think, with her significant other and was like, that could be fun. And like, that's that's how she got into this was just like, I could write a book about that. <laughs> Which you gotta appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, appreci- appreciate. <laughs> just going, yeah, I can do this. Do it. If you if you're listening and you were thinking about doing that thing, apparently go do it because you will be on everyone's like minds. Cause wow. Yeah. She's everywhere right now. She really is. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm gonna talk about this book. Do it. Okay. So are you ready for Ronin? <laughs> Ronan is an emotionally stunted man-child who's 30 years old and is recovering from the death of his grandfather, who has been in a coma for a while and has recently passed away. And after he passes away, he, like, passes down this will to his grandchildren saying, like, if you don't do these very specific and odd tasks, you don't get your inheritance. And so you don't get to be a spoiled, rich billionaire boo-hoo for you and so he naturally goes and does it because god forbid the alternative happened which is that his father gets to inherit all of that money and his father's a big old dick bag and we'll get to that later so he goes fine i will do your stupid task and his stupid task is to go to dreamland and if you can't figure out what that's meant to be in place of do a little context clues. It's <laughs> yep. got a magical castle. Okay. Anyway, it's and it's down in Florida. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so down in Florida, he goes and uh, he shows up to the first meeting with the intention of, I need to get out of here in six months because that's the time amount of time that my grandfather said I had to be the director of this stupid place. I hate it here. Ugh. And so he's all like moody and bitchy the entire time. And uh, he goes to this meeting and all of the people are like pitching these ideas and he's like these are stupid ideas fucking hate them y'all are stupid but in comes mary sunshine or zara (laughs) and she sits down next to him and he's like wow you're the most annoying i hate you the most and she's like cool she's like cool back at (laughs) you yeah uh so then zara like goes on a drunk bender and well that's redundant she goes on a bender (laughs) and decides that she's going to rant and rave in her like creative pitch to the lord grumpy pants and so in that process he goes actually this is the kind of shit i need because everybody's too afraid to tell me what's wrong with the park and i have to fix something in the park in order for me to get the fuck out of here so he hires her on and then he's like but god damn you look sexy um and so there's all this like stupid sexual tension that's in a props for the workplace all the while miscommunication ronan's in in an emotional (laughs) wasteland he doesn't know how to act and proceeds to offend her by like assuming the worst about her at every fucking turn 
And I guess we'll get into the rest. Like I, I could keep going and tell the the entirety of the book, but I think I need to stop. Yeah, no, you, you laid the premise down. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because there's plenty to talk about. <laughs> Point of clarification. You called him Ronan. It's Is that not how you Rowan, say it? right? Yeah, it's Rowan. Only <sighs> one L. I've been calling him Ronan in my head this whole time. <laughs> oh, trust me, because I listened to the audiobook. It's Rowan. 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 Got like it. He's rowing a boat. You know, you know, this is what it happened mm-hmm. is one time. I, I read it and I was like, Rowan? Mm, I don't like that. And I supplanted <laughs> it with Ronan. Look, I do that all the time with books. I'm I like, do I don't like your name. It's not this. <laughs> I do that as well. I just yeah. decided for him. I'm like, no, it's Ronan now. Excellent. This is going to go well for me as I try to remember the correct name from now on. Mm-mm. Should we talk about Zara first then? <laughs> did I at least say that you one did. right? Yes. You're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about her. How do we feel about her? She's not my favorite. Oh, so I thought that I hated Grumpy Sunshine because I'm like, ugh, Sunshine, gross, meh, because I'm a grumpy. And now I've realized that maybe I do like Grumpy Sunshine. So that... I just would like to point out that you do realize that your relationship is a grumpy I'm sunshine. I'm aware. I had that realization. It's okay. I you had, don't like reflections. It's fine. I had that realization reading this book. I was like, oh, maybe I do like grumpy sunshine. And then I was like, wait a minute. It's because I live a grumpy sunshine. <laughs> you just never thought you'd be the grumpy in this situation. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I've been the grumpy for forever and I yeah, own true. it. And we love you for it. <laughs> but that's an interesting thing. You don't see a lot of Grumpy Sunshines where the Grumpy is the the female lead. Correct. That is that is a little weird. If anybody listening out there knows a good uh, Grumpy Sunshine that, that fits that category, let me know. Hit me up on the socials. I want to check it out. I want to see if anybody wrote my life correctly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know of a book, but I, I feel like that's pretty much the premise of the proposal, right? Yes. It's a reverse grumpy sunshine. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, she's not super grumpy. Oh, she's a big old bitch. In the beginning. Yeah, she's... Uh, at the be- her percep- the perception of everyone about yeah. her is that she's a bitch. True. True, 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 true. Um, that's my favorite line ever is... I love that movie. <laughs> when he, love he flies to the to the um, keyboard. The witch is on her the broom. The witch is on her broom. <laughs> I know, I love it too. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yes. So, Wiggles, you said you don't like... Zara. Okay, so it's less about her specifically and more about what I kept coming up against is this girl is way too young mm. for this man to be dating. Every like at every turn I was like this is an immature child. This she's 23 years old, 22, 23, something 23. like that. Mm-hmm. 23. He's 30. The things that she says, I'm just like are you just repeating your therapist's talking points right now? Is that what's happening right now? That's what are you saying? I, she's She's got a lot of really good, but is Rowan emotionally on her level or below it? Yes. But in every other way, he's got power. He's got money. He's got this huge age gap deferential. He's got education that she doesn't have. And it's just like the dynamic between them is so gulfed that I just I can't 
I found it so hard to enjoy. The thing that I kind of related to that, like their massive differences, the one thing I thought about when I was reading it, and he's just like, I have all this money to solve all of the problems. On a personal level, I thought, you know, obviously, it would be great to have somebody just show up and be like, you have problems, money to fix it, money to fix everything. But I don't know, I just feel like that would be something that would be really difficult for me to connect to somebody if they had such a different life for me growing up in that regard. I agree, but I also see the other side of it is that maybe she normalizes him to a degree, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like brings him mm-hmm. down to earth to a degree because there's there's multiple moments, like especially when they go to New York and yeah, they did some fancy dinner shit and stuff in New York, but her most favorite thing and the fact that and the thing that she made him participate in was to go to Central Park and build a fucking snowman because she had right. never seen snow before. And, you know, I think it humanizes him in a little bit and kind of reality checks him to a degree. Well, yeah, because she was never impressed with his money. No. I mean, yeah, she was impressed with some aspects of it. Sure, the fucking just jumping on a private jet and flying wherever you want sounds great. But it was never... Yeah, it's not important to her. Yeah. Well, and and when it is, it's because of the things that he can do with it, right? Right. So it's stuff like meeting her favorite author and the things that he can change around the the park and whatever. Mm -hmm. And the difference is he could, he has the opportunity to make in other people's lives. Right. That's what's important to her as far as the money is concerned. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked her from the perspective of i think that she was i think she's a very genuine person Mm -hmm. do i like the character she was supposed to be yes do i think that the author always wrote the character she was trying to write no and i think that's more what i'm trying to say is that some of the things that she says don't make any sense and some of the things that she does it's just okay but why and so here's an example and this is the this is getting way ahead, but the the breakup scene really irked me. Like, okay, if if somebody takes me on this whirlwind trip, um, does not prepare me for what it is to be in the cold, mm-hmm. then brings me back and I'm sick as hell. He invites me over to his house and then I get really sick at his house and then fall over and smack my fucking head. And he then takes me to the hospital and wakes when I wake up and I'm able to have a cognizant conversation. He says, this is a real inconvenience for me. My conversation with him is not going to be, you love me more than you think you do. It's going to be, yeah, well, guess what, motherfucker? No one's keeping you here. Like (laughs) that, like her reaction doesn't make any sense for her age group. It doesn't make any sense for for the scene. And it's just... And she has so many moments where like that where it like literally sounds like somebody repeating therapist language throughout it rather than somebody who's 23 years old and figuring themselves out. I will point out, though, Wiggs on the other on the other perspective of that is if she is 23, she hasn't really figured herself out. Yeah, you and I's and Liz's response mm-hmm. would have been like, who's fucking keeping you here? Fuck off. But we're also in our 30s. And we know how to stand up for I mean, that would have been my reaction at 23 though too. but it wouldn't have <laughs> it been, been mine <laughs> it wouldn't have been mine really no, no not no. at all oh. i was very beat down at that age and like oh. i mean i was married 
so I, I but I can imagine if I wasn't and somebody especially somebody who is just older more powerful mm-hmm. all of that is like you know you this is really taking away from my time you know to be here with you I I probably would have been like I'm sorry you don't you don't have to I understand I'll be fine for a day go to work mm-hmm. that would have been my response yeah mm-hmm. and given that she was in a very emotionally abusive relationship before mm-hmm. I actually see her response as pretty valid in that case like I said, though, like 23 Danny and 35 Danny, two completely different people. I give no fucks now, but I very much did then. I mean, clearly I am was living in a different way, but like at 23, <laughs> my, re- my reaction to somebody treating me like that would not be to kowtow to them, I guess. I'm not say- saying that what am I trying to say? <laughs> I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I, I I get that perspective and I get that, you know, maybe I'm just like a very different person from this character. And so I can't relate to them. But I, when I get let down by people, my reaction is not to try and like understand their perspective. My reaction is to say, fine, if that's what you want to do, go do it. If that's the person you want to be, go be it. I'm not going to stop you from being that person. Well, and I agree from 35-year-old Danny, but 23-year-old <laughs> Danny wouldn't have. Yeah, I'm with Danny on this one. Um, I think at that age, I would have been very, like, not strong enough to be like, well, that's your choice. Okay, bye. Because I totally agree with you. Now I'd be like, yeah. fuck you, go away. <laughs> then who asked you? Fuck off. But that's not the reality of young me. Mm-hmm. I wish it was. I'd like myself a lot better. <laughs> Especially after like a big Hallmark fucking romance movie moment. Mm-hmm. Right. This See, this makes me want to change my entire opinion about the book, though, because if 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 you guys feel that her reactions are appropriate, then I hate this book. Really? Because they don't belong together then. <laughs> like, uh, in my opinion, then, like, he's a bad person. Like, they don't fit together. It, it it works better if it turns out that she's, you know, written to be 23 years old, but she's actually got a lot more maturity than that. But it doesn't make any sense if you're like, yeah, you've abused her emotionally. Well, okay. I'm on board. The the thing is, though, like... I don't feel like he emotionally abused her. He, he, he made a wrong choice, right? That's yes. the thing. And the thing about him is he is not emotionally mature like that's fucking you get that right away that Mm -hmm. guy has got damage oh yes i think he made a bad decision and then there were misunderstandings along the way as well Mm -hmm. i don't think it was like was he being a dick absolutely oh yeah but i wouldn't push it directly to emotional abuse i think it's just he has the emotional maturity of a teaspoon because his mom died and his dad is a raging alcoholic and a dick to boot. Yeah. And he didn't get to grow up to be the person that he should have been. Yeah. Well, and then on top of it, you add in his name and being wealthy and well-known brought a lot of other shit with it. Mm-hmm. Like people trying to take advantage of him all the time. So that's why he has massive trust issues is because he literally has had nobody to trust other than his brothers. Yeah, because every time he gets in a relationship, mm-hmm. people try to baby trap him or try to say that he did something that he mm-hmm. most certainly did not. Or like the sex tape. Yep. I just think we agree to disagree on this one. I actually yeah. kind of like her. 
And I, I, I do like her and I like him actually. Now, there were moments where I was like, oh, quit being a dick. But, oh, for sure. But I do like him. He had cute moments. Also, I will say, the sexy time scenes. It is one of the first ones that I've ever read where he is very alpha in the bedroom, but never claims to be. And I like that. He takes charge, but he never wants to see like, I'm an alpha, because they say that all the fucking time in, in these books. But he doesn't, he never claims to, I think the no. word alpha happens once in the book and it's her thinking it mm-hmm. when they're, and it, I just, I happen to be of the thought process that if you are truly a alpha, quote unquote, person, you never say it. You don't have to say it. No. And I was like, oh, hi, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, sir. Well, the rest of this discussion is going to go real fun after that. Uh, trying to figure out what line we all land on here. Yeah. This is this is kind of where what I did like, because I did like a lot of this book. <laughs> From the very beginning, they're like lusting after each other, which is really exciting um, because this is a long, slow burn. Yeah, it is. And fun fact, as somebody who has read all of the second book and the majority <laughs> of the third they all are like that. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read those two books. Thank you. <laughs> the second one was like, <laughs> so the second one, I was like, is this literally gonna get spicy at the exact same mark? And pretty much, like, like within like twenty point? to forty pages, not even halfway. I was looking at the percentage. Ooh. It was seventy five percent. Both of them. We got through seventy five percent of the book before they have sex in both books. No, they have sex <laughs> in the first one at like sixty percent. Well, close enough. The point is, like, <laughs> it was like seventy, like round there, right? And yes, is the answer. They took that long. And I was just like, okay. But you kept me interested the entire time. Like, I was like, yeah, but I'm ready to keep reading. But as much as the things they did were wildly inappropriate for the workplace, um, (laughs) it was also really hot. To be fair, mostly (laughs) they didn't do those things in the workplace. That's true. Mm. The the kiss was. I disagree with that. The kiss was. The kiss was. There's like a lot of groping that happens in the workplace. A lot of like, I'm just going to run my nose here and I'm going to touch you there and I'm going to do that. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of inappropriate touching. Some of it, though, like it's just like hands brushing. Yeah. And it's inappropriate because it's intended and it's intended to like elicit responses. Mm -hmm. Correct. But the actual action would not be inappropriate by like anybody else yeah and nobody would see it and yeah. except for maybe the like nuzzling but nobody would else would see it and think it inappropriate most of the time yeah what i thought was more inappropriate in the workplace is just how he talked to her and everybody else yes. oh yeah absolutely like, yes this you might have all the power in the world here buddy but that you are a walking hr fucking violation <laughs> i do like that That's she didn't come down to him there Oh, that was the best part for me because inside I was like, oh, there's so many times I would love to talk to somebody the way you're talking to him right now. One of the sweetest things is the very first like interaction you see with her at work before she gets the creator job Mm -hmm. and she's talking to the little girl in the wheelchair and like doing her like princess makeover. And I was like, oh, my heart is melting for her already. I love her because she's just so sweet with her. Yes. Yes. Uh, Annie's my favorite. Annie is the best. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that that is something I put in my notes is I loved the side characters, the fact that they existed, the yep. fact that they had impact on the story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just, you know, a little bit like her parents or a lot of it like Claire and Annie really fleshed out the books because a lot of romance books or erotic novels are just like, these are the two people and that's what we're paying attention to. And it's like, that's not real life. Exactly. Yeah. I especially, so like in the epilogue at one point, they're doing the like cutting and everything, the ribbon cutting or whatever. And he's kind of stalling and she's trying to figure out why he's stalling. And he was stalling because he wanted Claire to get there in time. Mm-hmm. And that was a little like boom, boom for me. I'm like, oh, you wanted her bestie to be here for her and with her in this. Which is also very sweet. And then in that same epilogue, when she wants to change out her pin, because she wears pins all the times to her, like, I don't remember what it said, but it was like bun in the oven or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. They had Annie, like, go call to him to distract him because they were like, that's the one person he wouldn't, he would always pay attention to. Yep. And I'm like, ha, that's cute. So since we're talking about the ending, I loved 80 eight percent of this book and i know that because i put a note in here i was like oh this is where it this is where it goes down because i like all the way up until they like start getting back together and whatnot i was like this is great 3.5 maybe even four i'm there and then at the end all the mushy gushy stuff was like so boring can you just get together and, and wrap it up wrap it up let's go i'm done i'm done with the book now and that just was more of the same. And I was like, do they really need to have a baby? God damn. At least she said it was the epilogue was three le- years later. That's yeah. one of the things yeah. I hate is like the epilogue is six months later and I'm pregnant, which I mean, that happens, whatever. But three years feels like a good amount of time. Well, and it proves that after they got married, she didn't just like stop working. No, she still did it. She, she still-, still completely was working on the whole, you know, ride and everything to make sure that it's exactly the way that she had planned it with his grandfather. Mm-hmm. I will say she does show up in the second book doing her thing. I actually like her way more in the second book because she's like in control of herself mm-hmm. and is like, yeah, this is my thing. I am. I do this. This is my my baby. Have you met my baby? It's this park. I control it. Shut up, Rowan. <laughs> This is mine. <laughs> How much later after the first book is the second book? Not not much. And the epilogue doesn't count. Yeah, I figured. It. I think it's pretty much like the way that the will is written is essentially that like Rowan finishes his task and then like Declan needs to step up. Okay. Yeah. Because Rowan had like six months. I will say I do really enjoy the fact that like it's not the in a week we're madly in love they worked together for months doing this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and it wasn't you know because that tends to happen in romance books a lot where it's like we've known each other for exactly a week and i'm madly in love with you and i'm a cynical bitch and no you know this is weeks of them working together and he did deceive her by claiming to be scott because he's doing drawings for her project because she can't draw to save her goddamn life (laughs) Same. That's another one where I was like, your reaction feels so odd. Her reaction was a lot, but at the same time, you have to remember that Lance, her ex-boyfriend, really screwed her over and yeah. destroyed her trust issues. Lance sucks dicks a lot. Yes. yes. I was just going to say, that is the one thing I did like about this book. Not the one thing. I liked many things about this yes. book. But I think the author 
tried to do what I thought was a decent job. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but to tell why the characters are the way they are. Rowan mm-hmm. is kind of a fucking dick, partially because of his upbringing was no bueno. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Zara has trust issues, massive trust issues and massive self-confidence issues because of what Lance did to her, mm-hmm. both cheating on her for an unknown, I don't think she says, amount of time yeah, and lying, obviously she. lying to her about it and then stealing her project idea yeah which arguably worse she literally worked on that with the president of the fucking company yeah and he stole her pitch and ruined it he didn't even do it correctly right (laughs) well the only reason he gets away with it too is because brady kane goes into a fucking coma like that's that's some fuck shit right there yeah you want to talk about some opportunistic bullshit right there that was lance's Mm -hmm. situation he's like oh brady's in a coma now he can't tell them that i did this Right. right. Oh no, he's a full on bag of dicks. Oh yeah. On the bag of dicks scale, he's got at least twenty bloody ones <laughs> in that bag. Is that a scale we're gonna have wiggles? Because I, I think I think I'm, the men in our lives are gonna be frightened. <laughs> I've said worse to them. That's true. <laughs> Going back to what you're talking about about the timeline and enjoying the fact that it wasn't just like, oh, a week and we're madly in love. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that it's not just like, oh, we meet one week and then six months later, we're in love. Like almost every scene is like two days later, three days later. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it was fast paced, but it also brought you on the entire journey. Yeah. I think there was maybe like one little skip that it was like mm-hmm. a month basically said that they had, they were constantly doing like the meetings and everything, pitching different ideas. And Mm -hmm. he was still drawing for her because she didn't do it. That was another thing that I really appreciated about her when he did rip her heart apart and everything. And she put in her notice and everything, but he didn't know that yet. He -hmm. walks back in trying because he's realized what a dick he's been. He misses her. He wants to maybe change things after talking with people. Mm Mm-hmm. He walked in to try to talk to her and walked into her cubicle and she had bought a tablet to do drawings on and was learning. Right. Was teaching herself how to do it and was do- he said she was doing decent. And so like, fuck you, dude. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah, that girl doesn't stop. I also like the little detail that she was using the same tablet he picked for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Although like I don't think she knew her. that, but. <laughs> Maybe she did though. No, because- but it was Maybe. just like a nice rub it in his face moment. <laughs> I mean, she might have, though, because she may have seen it at his house or in his office because they'd been dating for yeah a little bit at that time. Yeah, they. I mean, for months at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did, It was a baller move to be like, well, this is my idea, but um, this is my last day. And that's when he finds out that she yeah. put in her notice. I was like, oh, girl. That I did like. I did like that she finally is like, you know what? Eat shit. Mm-hmm. That's for you. I made it. I made it myself, <laughs> and I put it on a silver platter for you. I did appreciate too that when it came time to do his like presentation and everything, he had changed his mind about about what he was going to do because like it, it was originally her idea to change mm-hmm. the com- completely change the ride, but after hearing that last pitch of hers, he actually went around and talked to pretty much all of the employees and really did realize what was actually wrong and what was actually important about the park. Yeah, which was kind of two things, right? So it was they were not taking care of their employees good enough. Correct. Pay, benefits, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then it was 
that they are not supporting people who have disabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, her idea was that they needed, like, dresses and stuff that support, like, wheelchairs mm-hmm. and wheelchair users and accessibility all over the park. And then, yeah. like, sensory areas and everything um, for people who have autism, who get overwhelmed by everything like that and stuff. That was my, one of my favorite ideas. I was like, that sounds mm-hmm. like a great idea. I think they actually have them at Disney World. Oh, really? Uh-huh. They have an area where you can go to desensitize from it because it, it's a lot. No, yeah. <laughs> One thing uh, we've only mentioned a little bit, but I want to dive right into is the Scott situation. Yes. The Scott situation frustrated me. So I I think the first time I read it, I was in the like frustrated boat. And then when I reread it, I was like, I get this. I really actually get it because... A, from the perspective of, like, the reader, you got to see Rowan still being grumpy boss, but also showing who he is or who he could be underneath when he's interacting with Zara as Scott through the text. And he was super cute as Scott, and then he was super grumpy as Rowan. And I was like, oh, emotional whiplash. And then I got it from the perspective of, like, if you've ever liked somebody that's around you... You kind of make excuses all the time, like in the office when he's just like showing up at her cubicle, like Mm -hmm. it makes sense. And it also makes sense that he would get himself in a little too deep and have no fucking clue how to get out of it. And then he's like, well, I'm just, I gotta keep going. What do I do now? Well, and I will say, so I was frustrated. And then at the same time, I was kind of flip-flopped back and forth between I'm frustrated with you for doing this, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, I do get it. Because one, he is in charge of this entire fucking company. I understand him like not wanting necessarily to help her because he he doesn't have time, but he did want to help her because he likes her. I also understand that. So when, when they first started, she started texting, quote unquote, Scott, he tried to brush her off. Yeah. He really did. (laughs) But she really wouldn't take no for an answer. And her, her like, trying to bargain was kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. No, it was super cute. I was like, oh. As much as, like, she is a lot, I do like his reaction to her because one of my favorite things he says is, like, what drugs does she take? And it's just like, yeah, happy people are weird. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, they are. That's what, <laughs> you got to get used to that, man. If this is what you're into, <laughs> you got to get used to the fact that they're just going to be, like... Ah. <laughs> I, so like i also get the scott thing from the perspective of if you're not that type of person in person mm-hmm. you can more easily be that type of person on paper and so i have a feeling that that scott is not scott rowan is not just introverted and emotionally stunted i think he's also a little bit neurodivergent oh i could see that immensely <laughs> right Because, and then, like, getting to be Scott means he gets to put on paper the person he, like, really is. Because a lot of times, people like that are, like, even if you're, like, really smooth in how you approach some things, when it comes to other things, like, you're just like, I, uh, uh, you know, yeah. (laughs) All of the book up until Scott, especially when we're reading it from Rowan's perspective, is he's constantly just like, what did she just say? 
what um how do i react to her and so being able to text it out gives you plenty of time to yes. like think it through i totally get that and yeah. i totally get wiggles you say he's neuro he's neurodivergent maybe um because as somebody who is if i'm vaguely even a little bit uncomfortable with what i need to say it is so much easier yeah. to write it out because then i can't mm-hmm. fumble over it and fuck up what i want to say and i can get my point across more correctly mm-hmm. and i totally get that because i i've copped out and texted sometimes when i should have just like talked to somebody because i can't <laughs> it needs to be perfect <laughs> like sometimes when you when you're texting you can go back and reread it and then delete part of it and fix it <laughs> yeah. and like when he doesn't it doesn't it isn't really appropriate right mm-hmm. like because so this <laughs> this is one of the parts that i thought was hilarious was he goes there are worse things I'm capable of. A chill shoots down my spine. Like, I don't think you want to find out. And I was like, sir, this is why you have a problem in the workplace. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be saying those things. Well, and he <laughs> because... also fucks it up when he texts too quickly, right? So when he goes to find her in the park in the middle of the book, and he's texting her as Rowan, I can't remember what the exact line is, but his response is just like, well, this old dog could teach you, like all sorts yes. of new stuff and i'm like that is inappropriate right. <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> sir inappropriate sir and he also says yes he just texts immediately that was inappropriate I'm sorry <laughs> yes he's able when he's not physically in front of her mm-hmm. to not go inappropriate <laughs> a little bit better not perfect yeah. obviously he just yeah he just reminds me of somebody uh that has their front put together very well mm-hmm. but has no mm-hmm. idea how to deal with things when that front goes away and the filter is not mm-hmm. very well calibrated no it's like turned up to 11 it's like 11 or it's gone yeah yeah i do love though the scenes when the brothers are all together because yes it, you, some of them are very like oh these are brothers especially mm-hmm. like in the board meeting when cal is playing tic-tac-toe and rowan just like scribbles it out and messes it up <laughs> like, <laughs> i feel that I did that to my sister once we were playing Ticket to Ride and she had all of her trains perfectly aligned and she she took all of this time to line them up perfectly. And of course, you know, the first thing I did is just push, like spread them around everywhere and mess it all up because that's what sisters do. That's what siblings do. I can see her just yeah. glaring at you. Yeah. It's also just... why I don't sit next to you while we play Ticket to Ride. I was very proud of myself. I'm sure you were. I would have done the same thing to you, Danny. Oh, I know. That's why I don't sit next to you while we play Ticket to Ride. You're usually on the other side of the table. <laughs> no you, you don't you don't play games with liz because it's a dangerous game in and of itself <laughs> but like anyway getting back to the brothers <laughs> in general i knew from the minute like we meet declan and iris i was like this is the book i'm gonna need to read yeah, so that's why i end up, ended up reading the second one i was gonna one. ask you it's iris right in the second one it has to be it's of course it, it has, has to, to be. be no i literally I, I have a note in here where it's like if it is not iris in the second book I riot at dawn. Um, <laughs> I'm already in love with them. <laughs> I was committed already. I was like, fuck this shit. This <laughs> Asher, don't fuck with me now. Okay. <laughs> she didn't. It was fine. Okay. You're you're safe. Um, <laughs> but but I will say, like, when they're all of them are so fucked up. But, like, the the first clue I had that they were, like, as fucked up as I thought they were was (laughs) 
one of them says something's off about our father and i was like oh god there's something just so pretentious about calling your dad father oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not right there's something not right there i just always kind of ass- <laughs> assume that it means that they don't like him very much usually if they call them father especially in like this day it's and age gross. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, Im- I, I can't imagine walking in being like father. <laughs> like all, all I could picture have have the two of you watched the IT Crowd? Yes. Okay. No. Well, Danny, Danny, you need to. It's it's so great, and it, there's short episodes too. <laughs> there's a part in I want to say it's the second season, but it might be the third season where this guy comes in at his father's funeral and just goes father (laughs) (laughs) that's all i could picture the whole time i was like uh well uh, okay have you seen what we do in the shadows no oh my god God so good damn it i've seen part of that of the tv show the the tv show i love the tv show i've literally watched that tv show several times the tv show and the movie are great but the but I'm specifically referencing the TV show because uh, the guy who plays Laszlo is the yeah also the guy who I'm referencing who goes father. Matt Berry, I love Matt Berry. <laughs> I will say, I will say, there the things this man says, as inappropriate as they are, they're very satisfying. Oh yeah, I liked the like, spicy times. They weren't like overly spicy, but they were they were good. Yeah, I was thinking that as I read it, I was like. This is not a kinky book by any means. No. But mm-hmm. the sex scenes are very well written. Exactly. I was like, oh, hi, friend. And then I I told them this. Actually, they listened to part of it because I needed to stress my point to them that if you're going to get the audiobook, please do. Because the man that reads the audiobook, he's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very deep kind of gravelly voice and i yeah the second he started talking i'm like oh hi yes please tell me a story did you die when you heard maybe i enjoy hearing your screams yes yes i did or gentle is the last thing i want to be around yeah 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 some of those lines i was like sir i was (laughs) mister i I literally was like man zinger after zinger keep going (laughs) and then I was so disappointed because what he came back, back with was insufferable female. I was like, no. Just a note. Never the write mood. the word female. It, like, if your yeah, male uh, characters are referencing a woman and saying female. Yeah, no, I never liked that either. I'm like, oh, why does you, that make my skin crawl? Yeah, unless you want Disgusting. me to not like them, then go right ahead. Because I will no. immediately be like, no. No, 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 yes. no. I probably would yes. smack him like a dog with a newspaper. <laughs> right. Uh, Except for I would never smack a dog with a newspaper. No. I would just literally walk man, away. Though. Oh, I'd yeah. I'd be like, mm, okay, bye. <laughs> like, everything you thought you were building to, gone, sir. It's gone. The mood is gone. It's dry as a Sahara down south. Now. Yep. <laughs> did you know that your ovaries can shrivel up? Because I didn't. Because I do now. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, they were incredibly well written, the spicy scenes. And I was like, oh, this might not be kinky Mm -hmm. like I like it, but damn. But oh, damn. And then a lot of times they were written in his point of view. So the man in the audiobook was reading it. And I'm like, hi, tell me everything. I'm sorry. What are you grabbing? What are you licking? What is happening? Where are you putting things? (laughs) Tell me all of it. 
Uh, I mean, some of the things that were said here. You got some lines lame on me. Oh, uh, well, okay, okay. That wasn't what my plan is, but I will do it. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, <laughs> this one, all I, all I was able to give it was the, like, sweating panting emoji. <laughs> uh, she pouts, you don't want me to help you with that problem? And, and he says, take a man out to dinner first. And she goes, does my pussy count? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's their first sex scene. <laughs> I was like, I did love that Zara was like not she was not the sunshiny girl in the bedroom anymore. Oh she yeah, was no, like, she was oh, a, no, oh she was a little Hellcat in the bedroom. I was like, oh, good for you, girl. Go get it. Can get I give you a tiny little sneak peek? Yep. Of book two. Please, please. Sure. <laughs> so, so obviously this is no longer Zara's book, so you don't get a lot of her. But at one point, she heavily implies that the way that she like make her her Rowan, if you will, buy her off in order to go off and do his like business meetings or whatever, is he has to pay her in orgasm. <laughs> oh, get it, girl. Yeah. I was like, see, this is why I like you so much better in this book. <laughs> like, you've elevated. I did like that she was not a like blushing person in the bedroom. She was entirely confident in her abilities in the bedroom. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a girl. Yeah. I agree with you. I do think maybe it's a little out of character now that I'm thinking about it, but also like, fuck it. I don't want to read a blushing like, oh, you what? Ugh. I don't. It's not my favorite, but I don't mind it when it's like, makes sense. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it would be weird, for instance, to have read Kate and Anthony's first night and they were Kate was like, I know exactly what I'm doing. You'd That's be true. like, yeah, that'd be weird. What happened? <laughs> to you Kate but <laughs> you got some explaining to do well, yeah no that, that's true but and uh to be fair though if somebody as they described Rowan was like fucking fawning over me the way he fawns over her and breaks all the rules I might be pretty confident in the bedroom too so I'd be like right. this is what she was that that sexy fucking man over there wants this all right I must got some I do kind of look at it, though, like, she never didn't have confidence in her looks right. or her body. It was it was very much a self-confidence issue in regards to her work and everything because she got so fucking screwed over in that situation. So I, I think maybe it works because, she like, she never denigrates herself physically. Well, they do mention at one point that Lance, stupid ex, used to call her fat, mm-hmm. yep. which, you know burn in hell but i i she seemed to be over it by the time rowan brought it up well because when the lance thing happened that had been years before because brady was in a coma for like three years wasn't he and it was pretty shortly after brady went into the coma that lance did sneaky underhanded bullshit yeah and so she's had many years to and a lot of therapy that came up in the book yeah that she went into a a spiral and yes But I will say, though, this is this is where I'm talking about where it doesn't seem congruent because the the girl we meet at the beginning, confident as hell, she looks dead in the eyes of the man she knows that could fire her. And she is like, you're an asshole. And then like in the bedroom, very confident, very confident when it comes to sticking up for for Annie and the, the mm-hmm. mentor group that she starts there. It just feels like we've got two characters going here. And I just... They don't feel congruent to me. I think me. the reason I liked it is it felt, it did feel realistic to me. 
Because a lot of people are like that, where they will have weird blocks over things that you don't think make any sense. Yeah. Or they'll have very specific traumas that don't seem to match up with the rest of who they are. So to me, it actually felt pretty realistic to have somebody that's very confident except for one area. Well, and the other thing you could argue is she was also hospitalized and extremely sick when he, when she... Oh, going back go, to the breakup? Yeah. Because that's where she thinks there's the disconnect on on her reaction and everything. Mm-hmm. She's also you know, hopped up on a bunch of shit. She's, she's hospitalized extremely ill and has a head wound. <laughs> now, I don't think the head wound was serious by any means. Well, she but, was out for a while, so yeah. it probably was. And so she also could be just not reacting mm-hmm. normally for herself either. Yeah. But I do, I do agree that I think it's an appropriate reaction because I definitely have things that I'm super confident about and I am very much the fake it till you make it situation. Mm -hmm. I am not an extremely confident person in actual, in actuality. I think that shows that she worked on herself a lot in many ways. And I agree that if that man was drooling over me, I might be a little, might give me a little confidence boost in the bedroom too. (laughs) Cause he pretty well i and i think that like it, here's the thing that guys should take note on like if you're interested in someone make them feel special mm-hmm. make them feel pretty mm-hmm. like that makes a big fucking difference well my <laughs> favorite thing is rowan's romantic traits boil down to two things he listened to her and she comments on it a lot like oh you remembered that mm-hmm. and he brings her food mm-hmm. a lot yes he does and um that's i love a man that brings uh, yeah, that's yeah. really all you need uh pay yeah. attention and bring me food he's acts of service and he's yeah. quality yeah. time well and he i think he he realizes pretty early on that like yeah he could completely spoil her with the richest foods and everything but she doesn't give a shit like, if he brings her Chinese food and they eat it on the floor of her cubicle, she's perfectly happy. Well, their least successful date is when he took her to that big fancy restaurant. <laughs> and part of it was because Lance was there, but yeah. also because she was just like, this is too expensive. I don't want to order any of this food. I don't want to drink that wine. It's all too expensive. Yeah, she like downed it because she fr- was freaking mm-hmm. out a little bit. And he's like, well, you know, you drank a $200 bottle uh, glass of wine. And she was like, excuse me? Yeah. Which, admittedly, I would have been like, fucking excuse me? I did what now? Same. Uh, um, no. <laughs> I will also say, I, I will, I'm going to throw this one last piece of shade at Rowan, and then I'm going to back off, because I did really enjoy this <laughs> book, and there are a lot of things that I liked that I want to talk about. Okay, good. <laughs> this is the last piece of shade I've got. <laughs> but he, said, he says, uh, at the end, he's like, I'm not sure what I did right in my life to deserve your love, but I'll stop at nothing to protect it. And I was like, sir, you did nothing. <laughs> You didn't do anything did right. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was literally, you, you, you don't, nothing. You did nothing. <laughs> well, again, he did a couple of things. He was cute. <laughs> he fed her. And again, the, the bar's low. He listen and feed me. It's, it's on the good. floor. <laughs> like, yeah. The bar is set pretty low. <laughs> even though I wouldn't like if somebody set up a, like an entire book signing for me to meet my favorite author. That obviously was a huge fucking thing for her. Oh yeah, that would made me so uncomfortable. I would though. not have liked like, that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have either. I have noticed me not going to any book yeah. signings on my own. You know what I mean? So it's just like I know, but the way he connected to Annie too, um, that's another way to get your way into my yes. heart. Is if you make if you're my best friend or like my sister's best friend or something, I'm like, oh, 
that's awesome. I know because it's happened with my husband and my sister as as she's like gotten older, and I'm like, oh, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Annie is one of my favorite parts. So even though Rowan did a lot wrong, he also did do a lot right. Yes, he did some things right. <laughs> I don't know. I will concede that far. He watched all those fucking Pride and Prejudice movies and Wiggles. Are there 17? I don't know. That was like, I now need to find out. (laughs) Is she lying to me? Like, are some of them in different languages? I I don't know. But I didn't have 17 on my count. So guess who's got a mission? (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised that you didn't just love that part. Constantly talk about Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I did. I did. I 100%. It also was it, it it really helped me like fall in love with Rowan sooner when she was like, "Oh, he has a lot of traits of Mr. Darcy." And I was like, "He does." And I love Mr. Darcy, so I must love him. <laughs> yeah. He kind of does at the beginning. That's how the transitive property works. I think. I like that for some reason he's like somehow missed out on culture like in his life. Uh, uh, or at least lower brand culture. I don't know what rich people fucking do for fun, like fight bears or something. Well, he um, he was kind of discouraged <laughs> from the arts and everything. It's true. true. But he also did produce her favorite TV show. So, like, he knew about it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But, like, didn't watch it. I don't know if he did. So he was watch just like, it. "Here, have some money." Well, that's what that's what's implied oh. that he's like never sat down and watched it before, and it's like. Well, okay. That's a bold choice. Like, you just assumed it was going to work out? Well, you could make the argument that sometimes they don't have time to watch everything they produce if they're doing a lot. He has a full streaming service that he owns. That's true. That's true. I can guarantee the owner of Netflix hasn't watched everything on Netflix. Uh, Yeah, because they keep canceling everything that's good (laughs) and keeping stupid shit. Don't get me started on that rant. We will be here all night. So why don't we move on to, should we talk about Claire a little bit? Yes. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it. So Claire, her roommate, her best friend since high school, I believe, or even before. Yeah, I think at least since high school. And And they they both work at the park. They both work at the park. And she has a cute little backstory, or not backstory, but like a cute little arc in it as well. Mm -hmm. Because she, she also works at the magic salon or whatever. She wants to be a chef. She embarrassed herself on her trials and then managed to somehow vent to a random stranger in the park who happened to be the head chef. Because she was crying behind the dumpster. Right? Like, she lives out her own little romance novel, too. Because then who does she end up with? The very chef she embarrassed herself in front of? Like, that's now, that's, like, her partner now. And I'm like, yes. You're you were off having your own romance novel, and no one was paying attention. Nobody's reading that one. I would read it. No, I want to read, read it. it. She won him over with a grilled cheese. So she won the head she won chef her over. No, she won the head chef over with a grilled cheese. The guy she was crying oh, to. Yes, yes, yes. And so she got an internship or an, a sous chef job. I'm not really sure. Working something like for that. him at the new restaurant, and then she runs into the person the the other chef that she embarrassed herself in front of during her trials at the grocery store and they have a whole like fucking meet up at the cute like cute meet cute thing at the grocery store and end up together again yeah you're right she has a whole fucking story whole whole romance novel that nobody read (laughs) 
right? I want to read it from her perspective of like, and then I've got this crazy friend who's dealing with this stupid fucking billionaire. Like, what's happening over there? And I keep wanting to support her for being a strong woman, but also remind her that's the person that is her boss and can fire you. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is inappropriate. Uh, (laughs) You got problems. (laughs) I do love that the Uh, whole reason that they got involved with their situations is that she was... Claire told her that she needed to put in a submission and she said, okay, if you go into YouTube, you do your interview interview for the chef. Classic. Like, aw, that's awesome. Wiggles, I could totally see you and me doing that. You just being like, Liz, do Mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, I will, if you do this. (laughs) I'd be like, how fucking (laughs) (laughs) And I would sit back and laugh at both of you. True. And be encouraging. Yeah, you're good at the encouraging thing, Liz and I. We're we're more we're not that great at that. That's not true. We're like bullying. We're encouraging bully you but into doing yeah, bullying. <laughs> you're aggressively supportive. True. True. Yeah. True. True. true, true. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I support that. I will simultaneously support you and kind of make you feel bad about it at the same time. <laughs> well, that was Claire. Oh. We want to talk about Amy. Yeah. Yeah, Annie. Okay, first of all, Annie ships hard. Like when Annie ships, like that ship becomes like the um, an armada right? of ships. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're sending out Her Majesty's Royal Navy right now. Right. right? <laughs> I was just like, good, good job, Annie. You got this. Like we, I don't need to worry about them getting together. Annie's got right. this. Right. Yeah. Uh, but she's sneaky about it too oh she is like her conversations with rowan i'm just like girl you are tricking this man you are underhanded (laughs) and i love it well and she packed for her to go on the new york trip and like she put all her books in and then she like put her quote-unquote sexy underwear in and she's like how did you even know where those are (laughs) (laughs) she's like i know I know oh my everything. God. I thought she was great. Oh, fucking She's love She's a great her. addition. The pumpkin <laughs> switch was my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, so there's only two pumpkins, and me and my boyfriend are going to go carve a pumpkin. So. Even though it's supposed to be like a mentoring thing. Yeah. So like, logically, yeah. <laughs> she should have done it with Rowan. Right. Oh, my God. Well, and it's just like, yeah, like nah. it was the worst lie, too. And she just stuck with it. Oh, no, they mm-hmm. ran out of pumpkins Wait, in October. <laughs> yep, must be uh, uh, must be something. At the <laughs> pumpkin patch at the beginning of October. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's crazy. There was a rush. <laughs> and Zara's just like, this lie is quickly unraveling. Right. And he's like, well, I'm going to go do this with JB. <laughs> Mm-hmm. she's like okay, okay bye, 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 bye. <laughs> that is also some sister shit like yeah um okay bye you deal with your problem now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she told rowan the entire time what she was doing it yep. was just yeah. zara that was left out yes i also like the uh when when he does break up break her heart mm-hmm. she's like nah you can eat nails yeah, yeah. i'm done with you oh yeah done it mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hell yeah, Annie. Because I, that mm-hmm. one I was a little afraid of that she would be, you know, sad, but trying to, like, justify things. Mm-hmm. And she just hard went in for her sister. And I'm like, yes, fucking go, mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Well, and she she knew uh, a lot more about what Lance did than I think Zara or, 
or Rowan knew, right? Because she makes a comment to Rowan about he said certain things to her and Rowan tries to get it out of her and she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So I think she knew even more than even Zara knew. And that's why she yeah. was so like protective mm-hmm. and wanted wanted her to have something better, mm-hmm. you know? So when he doesn't live up to snuff, she's like, bitch, I've vouched for you. Right. Uh-uh. I love her. She cracks so. me up. I also loved, uh, Annie wasn't, I mean, she was in this scene, but I loved the bowling scene. God, mm-hmm. I love a cute activity date. Anytime I read like yes. a cute bowling date or a cute like know, game, some sort of game date or whatever, I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we talked about this too in Not That What You Wed. They have a bowling yeah. scene and we were like, yes, this is a really great date activity yeah. because fuck, there's nothing worse than sitting across somebody at a restaurant going, how do I feel this dead yeah. air? Well, and here's the thing. I hate bowling, but I would enjoy a bowling date it, because it's something to do. Right. That isn't just stare at mm-hmm. each other. Well, and then mm-hmm. Roan was like, oh, yeah, I was on the varsity bowling team. And of course, they went into the like sad, tragic reason why. But it meant that Zara got to be like, well, can you help me? And she just like kind of didn't really mm-hmm. fix herself <laughs> as she was teaching so that he had to like hold her wrist and like touch her. And I'm like, yeah. That's accurate. I would never be able to pull that off. I would be like, can you help me? And they'd be like, bitch, just do <laughs> I will say one of the things that I, I made note of in this book, like there's that one point where she like trips back where it's like into his arms. And I was like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, romance novelists, that um, I think you don't understand about clumsy people. Never works out that well no. for us. No, it doesn't. Um, I've I've been clumsy all thirty four years of my life, and never once have I fallen into the arms of a hot man. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm quite pissed no. about it at this point. <laughs> I literally almost fell on my face yesterday because I missed a step. And there was no hot men. There, there was there no a hot, hot man, man to, catch to catch me. Any hot woman? No. I have tripped many times. Not a lot of hot menses have caught me, but I've tripped into Wiggles a lot. <laughs> So I True. guess, you know, I've been caught by a hot woman. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> ow, ow. You as well. <laughs> oh, Wiggles, I love you. Uh, you know who catches me? Literally no yeah, one. No, me neither. Was Everyone that- just laughs and points afterwards. <laughs> That's because you don't like trip and fall. You trip and flail. <laughs> it's true. So we gotta defend ourselves. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> Taking everyone She's out going down. With me. <laughs> But I think also the thing that I really like about Annie is it gives us an opportunity to to find something about Rowan that is worthwhile before you get to see that part of Rowan. He instantly, when he signs up to be that mentor, he like commits to it and is like having all these interactions with Annie, independent of anything that's going on with Zara. And it doesn't really even seem motivated by wanting to get closer to her either. So I really like that um, aspect of it. I do agree with that. He I mean, he talks about they had like long texting conversations and they mm-hmm. go out to lunch mm-hmm. and everything like that have absolutely nothing to do with Zara. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of a sweet thing. He He does take her friendship very seriously and took mm-hmm. his job as a mentor seriously and it developed into this lovely relationship well and they go out and get ice cream and things like that so i I do think that that is a 
nice, genuine relationship that they end up building. So that kind of wraps up the side characters for the most part. It kind of just wraps up pretty much the entire book yeah, uh, that we want to talk about anyway. So let's roll into our ratings, folks. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with a spice. A spicy spice. I mean, the spice was like a two for me. It wasn't overly spicy. They were extremely well written. It just wasn't spicy spicy. Um, So I gave it a three which I understand is kind of just becoming this black hole of I don't know what to do with you. It like it had more spice than the Vicon who loved me, and that was a two. Had less spice than gargoyles, and that was a four. So henceforth, it has to be a three. I mean, fair enough. It was spicier than the Vicon who loved me, but it's still not. It's not spicy, but it's very well written spice. I think this comes back to the question: I, How do we define our spice rating? Is it quantity, quality, or a mix between the two? And that's that's I think something you gotta you gotta decide for yourself. And so for you, this is a three. I feel I think feel valid in that. What do you have, Wigs? I I think because it's such a slow burn and it takes us so long to get there, I feel like it's two point five. Okay. Like it's it's maybe my, a bit more spicy than the Viscount who loves me, like you said. But like it's it's not so much that I'm like. Yeah, this was so spicy. Yeah, you know I, I could, mean, I could, I could, I could concede my vote to a two. You guys have convinced me because there's definitely some things that are in the three category for me that mm-hmm. are more. And I mm-hmm. could concede maybe to a two point five. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like it is more spicy than the Viscount who loved me, but mm-hmm. it definitely isn't spicy by any means. But very well written. I will. Say but that it didn't to my get, dying quite give day. me the same type of uh, heart palpitations that the Viscount who loved me did. True. So, so there's the balance, right? Like, did I really enjoy the spice? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did it give me the heart palpitations at the same time as the spice? No, no. It th- yeah. there were different vibes, and that is I don't okay. Know. Yeah, yeah. Different. No, never said I didn't like either one. I liked them both quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> so here's a question uh, that I think is going to be fun to talk through. What is your romance rating? <sighs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Claire. a harder question yeah, to answer. A harder question. I the feel fir- like the first part of the book much more. Yes, I would agree. Until the breakup, and then after the breakup, dramatic drop. And even after they get back together, it's it doesn't quite come back up to where it was at the first half of the book. So I guess I'm gonna go with <sighs> Gut Instinct three. Yeah, I feel like I can't give it a four. Same. No. I I I like them together. I do. I know Wiggles has issues, but I actually quite enjoyed them. Um, but I, yeah, I think three. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I I can go with a three. Um, overall rating on my Goodreads, I gave it a four. I was teetering between a three and a four, and I'm still not sure. I gave it a three in my Goodreads, but I feel like it could be a four, and so I'm just like, I don't know. I think it is again Wiggles that last fifteen to twenty percent that really kind of swayed me mm-hmm. because for most of it it felt like a four yeah and maybe i have a little bit higher opinion because i did listen to the audiobook you listen and to that sexy sexy voice it it that's gonna change the game yeah if you have the ability to listen to just a little snippet of it please do because damn he has a sexy voice well i think it changes you know also mm-hmm. the pacing and stuff like that mm-hmm. too to have yeah. somebody else read it aloud like when um i read I listened to Not the Witch You Wed and I listened to its sequel as well. And I don't know if I, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it, 
but the audio recording is really good yeah and it, it's really fun mm-hmm. to listen to and so i did that maybe boost me up a little bit maybe i don't know mm-hmm. well and there are plenty of audiobooks that i've listened to that i think i liked less because i didn't like the audio mm-hmm. absolutely you know? and that is for sometimes sure. why i do look because a lot of times i listen to the audiobook for for our books one mm-hmm. because i have adhd so sometimes sitting down and reading a book is difficult for me i try but it's hard and two, because sometimes I can get a different perspective than you guys if I yeah. listen to the audiobook. Um, well, I think mine was, I read it at a three on Goodreads. For me, it came down to, it was like 3.5 for me, maybe even a four, all the way up until the breakup. And then the last like 20%, I just, uh, it didn't, it didn't build back up mm-hmm. to that. And so for me, it was a three. But it was a good three. Like, like there, there are two threes for me. There's the the three that's like, I can't rate you lower, but uh, I'm certainly not going to rate you higher. And then there's the three that's like, this is a solid three. Like you did good, and this was that kind of three. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes sense to the rest of the world, but that's how my brain. No, works. it makes sense to me. Me too. It is kind of hard to rate with only five. I know, like, like five stars. I wish they yeah. gave us halves. Or ten. We usually do halves in our in the halves. podcast, but like to do it on the yeah. Goodreads, it's I wish they I wish they mm-hmm. gave me a half. Okay, so that's ratings. On to recommendations. What are your recommendations? I don't. So here's the thing. I don't really have a book recommendation for this because office romance is just not really my thing Same. normally. So surprise, surprise, when I couldn't put this series down. Congratulations, Laura Asher. You've taken up too much of my time. <laughs> But I will say this book, this book in particular, is if you took the proposal, the ultimate gift, and Disney adults and threw that in a blender, (laughs) um, that's what this book is. So I would recommend checking out uh, the proposal and the ultimate gift. I would suggest it happened one summer and I keep having this lovely habit of recommending books that like i just finished (laughs) but whatever uh by tessa bailey but i have reasons the reason is it's grumpy sunshine it's about it's a semi enemies to lovers like this one not like a full-blown enemies to lovers but like a dislike to lovers and then it also has the like guy who's very stuck in his ways and, and this is how things go and then a woman comes in who's just like i'm happy i'm gonna fuck up your life all right that's why i recommend it i'm terrible at this i the problem is like i've read a lot of of like office romance bullshit because i i kind of actually like the office romance but i don't remember the names of the books it this is before we started doing these things and it was a like ku situation and i don't always pay attention to the name of the book when i'm doing when i'm just reading filth on my kindle because i (laughs) am a horrible human being and so i don't remember any of the book's names to be fair i wouldn't recommend them either if i didn't put them on goodreads it's the only way i like remember i need to start i need to be better about goodreads honestly i did too okay i have another recommendation hold on though i mean you guys keep talking talking but i forgot the name of i think it's kismet Oh, you're looking Yeah, and the name of the book is Kismet, okay. but I can't remember who it's by. Well, I was just going to say, so I, when I finish the final offer, which will be in the next couple mm-hmm. days, 
that will be my 400th book on Goodreads. And so somewhere along the line, I was given access to the knowledge that uh, a thousand books makes a library. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that was a mistake by whoever shared that knowledge with me, because now I'm determined to read a fucking library by the time I'm 40. Read a library I'm totally into. I'm not a, I don't think I'd ever want to like own that many books. Yeah, it's a lot. Because at that point I'm like, well, but I should be like giving them back and like selling Mm -hmm. them used so people Mm -hmm. can use them and all that. Okay. So back to the recommendation of Kismet. It is by Lauren Blakely. And I liked it. I, I think Goodreads gives it a 3.5. I also, this is when I listened to the audiobook of, so I like, maybe I liked it more because of that. I don't know. But it is a, a, a semi-office romance with kind of that like enemies or like rivals to lovers vibe. So that's another one I would suggest. Mm, okay. okay. That gets us through recommendations. That gets us through ratings. That gets us through the end of the podcast. Ladies, anything else you would like to mention? Um, crocodiles are technically just dragons because the only thing that stops them from surviving other than actually being you know killed is the fact that they get too large to be able to hunt the food that they need to sustain themselves a group of bunnies is called a fluffle anyway thank you so much for your time today folks (laughs) (laughs) i hope you enjoyed us talking to you about the fine print and use this as an opportunity to go read the next books because Wiggle says do. Wiggle says do. I'm Liz. I'm Danny. Wiggle says do. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Fuck it into our socials. Come back to us. Okay. <laughs> Don't leave yet. It's a joke. It's all in an elaborate ruse. <laughs> We have socials. <laughs> Find us out there on all the socials at Wrong Jackets uh, or Wrong Dust Jackets, depending where you're looking. And if you're not sure, go to our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Hey, I did it. Now it's goodbye, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Bye again. Bye. <laughs> Oh,